The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Today, we have someone that is very, 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 very special. Um... Um, that is with us this weekend and um, we are said severally that he's, he's not a stranger in gospel he was here right from the beginning even before gospel house started you know he called me into his hotel room and you know we had some um, heart-to-heart um, discussion and you know it's just been a blessing to us my wife and I you know himself and his wife wonderful wonderful people is one of the spiritual fathers of the church in, in Nigeria today and um, and and again it comes and, and blesses us every year in God's Favorite House. This is an amazing moment and I'm sure you are excited about it and we are looking forward to it. So God's Favorite House, I want us to put our hands together for the Lord as we welcome Dr. Oke Onuzo. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Let's keep clapping, let's keep clapping, let's keep clapping, let's keep clapping. Praise the Lord. My wife and I are pleased to be here to fellowship. Amen. And to be a part of what God is doing here. Amen. Amen. All right, join me. Let us go to the Lord. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. that it may please you to transform us into the image of your son that we may go into our world and touch them with the very life of Jesus to the end that your kingdom may prosper in our lives and prosper everywhere we go for in Jesus name we pray and all God's people said Amen Our meditations this weekend is centered on what the Apostle Paul called 
the more, more excellent way. A more excellent way. And that more excellent way is the way of love. And you know that love is something everyone talks about. No day will pass. You go to many places. They're saying, oh, you must keep telling your spouse, I love you. You know, the preacher told a story of a man who had a way of showing he loved his wife. He had a morning routine. And that morning routine was that he would come every morning, eat breakfast, go to the bathroom, brush his teeth, come back. His wife always sits at the table for breakfast. Bend over, give his wife a kiss, go out the door and go to work. And then after a while, his wife kind of felt that this thing had become routine. So, she asked her domestic help to sit in her, in her chair. The gentleman finished breakfast. He went to the bathroom, brushed his teeth, came over, kissed the domestic help, and uh, went out the door. You know, it can be so dead, but still it's done. And that's why it's very important that you and I actually understand what love is. So we can show love to people the way God does. Because see, if you don't understand what it is, then you and I can do it. Now, there is a law of love. And our Lord Jesus Christ explained it. Come with me then to Matthew chapter 22. Verse 35, then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment of, in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Yesterday we looked at love itself trying to understand how God actually revealed it to us. Because I said yesterday night that we have to learn love from God. Now, what Jesus is saying here is that there are two dimensions to love. One is vertical, and the other one is what? Horizontal. Okay? And the truth of the matter is that those who do not have understanding and a revelation of vertical love, they can't love horizontally. You know, there is a difference between likeness and love. When young people come to marry, particularly when I was doing a pre-wedding counseling, and I'll ask them, why do you want to marry this girl? 
And then they will say to me, I love her very much. I say, hallelujah. <laughs> and then you ask the young man, why do you, young lady, why do you want to marry this man? He said, oh, I love him very much. I say, hallelujah. But now, you know, when you meet them five years down the road, and you ask him, do you still love her very much? God is helping me. <laughs> what does it say? It tells you that those people you love very much, you don't know them. By the time you get to know them, you are not so sure anymore. <laughs> and that's why, you see, the vertical love is a love that trains us to love. Everybody has to be trained to love. You cannot just love anyhow. No. Everybody has to be trained to love. Moses explained vertical love. In Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 12, he says, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways. And to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today. You know, when you ask many people, what do you mean by love? A lot of people will say, well, the way I feel about them. I said, that is not love, oh. You know, the way you feel, so that means if you don't feel good today, then you don't love me anymore. You see, love has meaning. It has content. For those who truly desire to love, one thing we must know is that when you say, I love someone, it means that you do them the highest good possible. And you never do them what? Evil. So when you say, I love so and so, you only do them good. You never do them evil. So there is no question of retaliation. Okay. Yesterday, I used to buy you apples. Then you stopped, you know, buying me or you stopped being grateful. And so I stopped. You know, retaliation. It's not, about, it's not about how you are responding. It is that I have decided to love you. And because I made that decision, then the, the vertical love begins to control it. And what is that vertical love? The fear of God. The Bible says by the fear of God, men depart from what? Iniquity. Okay, so if, I, if I'm tempted to betray my trust or to betray the trust you have in me, the fear of God stops me. That's why vertical love is very important. So what is vertical love? It's to love the Lord your God, to fear the Lord your God, and that is controlling you. How does it control us? God will not be happy with me if I talk like this. And that's what controls me. God will not be happy with me if I behave like this. You see, everything is centered on God. And God's delight or displeasure 
You see, that's why we are God-oriented people. Everything depends on God. I want to show you something. Come with me to Isaiah chapter 11 so you'll understand the Messiah. The Messiah is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the anointing that he came with, that anointing is predicated on the love of God. In Isaiah chapter 11, What does the Bible say, verse 1? And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Three-dimensional anointing that the Messiah uses to steady the sheep of life. The first one, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. The second one, the spirit of counsel and might. And what is the third one? The spirit of knowledge and of what? Yes. That's what controlled the Messiah. Now look at verse 3. He shall make him of quick understanding. In what? Yes. So that you know you have a quick understanding. If I fear God, I can't do this. If I fear God, I can't say this. If I fear God, I cannot behave like this or talk like this. Quick understanding. Oh, no. If you do that, God will be angry. If you do that, you will miss God. If you do that, God will be unhappy with you. You see, when you are of quick understanding in the fear of God, you will always know what will displease God. And that is what controls you. No, 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 no. How does that really work? Okay, two people are quarreling. You're a stupid man. You're a stupid man. And the man is like, you are, he stops. Because the Spirit of God said, don't finish. See, when you fear God, the Bible says, let only what is edifying proceed what? So you see, what I do is not because of you. It's because of who? Yes. Do you know why the fear of God is necessary in love? It is because it follows us everywhere. It follows us everywhere. And that's why by the time you have understanding in the fear of God, your love life is steadied. Because then it doesn't depend on what your spouse or your family does or do not do. Okay? Our Lord Jesus Christ explained it very simply to the disciples in John chapter 14 verse 15. He said of vertical love, if you love me, keep my what? Yes. God, God does not need love. Oh, Lord, you're singing, singing. I love you, Lord. And then they say, sit down, you stand up. They say, turn right, you turn left. It doesn't make any sense. So, you see, anybody who understands vertical love knows that it translates to obedience. And that's why, you see, when you and I love God, when we love God, ah, everything falls in place in our lives. Because then it will control what we do to others. I want you to look at one of my favorite scriptures. It's in 1421. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and manifest myself 
to him. Yes, when you love God, that's when the love of God fills your life. Look at verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. That is it. If you say you love God, you will you follow what God is saying. And it's such an amazing thing. You come to people who are quarreling. You say, this is what the scriptures say. You say, put that Bible away. Let us finish this matter first. I said, it doesn't make any sense. You see, church is meaningless. If you cannot follow what the word of God is saying. You, you do not love God if you do not follow what the word of God is saying. It doesn't matter if you brought um, a million dollars here. It doesn't matter. You can bring a million dollars here, but you don't follow what God is saying. It doesn't make any sense. You know, I always remind people in church, don't forget God doesn't spend money. Abi? Yes, he doesn't spend money. So if you bring a, a million dollars in church, you can only benefit... Uh, I went to one church. They've just built a church. Everything is air-conditioned and nice. I said, you brought money to God so we can build this air-conditioned. But who is sitting in it? Eh? Yourself now. Yourself. You're, you're the one sitting. God doesn't sit in air-conditioned. He has air-conditioned of his own. <laughs> so it's important to understand that. So what God needs is that obedience. A heart that is loyal to God. So that you can be, you can, God can, God can trust you and I. You know, he can send you and he'll know you will not fall off the cliff. You will not go off the tangent because you will follow what God is telling you. You follow what God is telling you. Okay. A man and his wife are, are, are fighting. They say, why are you always fighting? Why are you always beating this girl? He said, well, that's how my father used to deal with my mother when he wants to teach her uh, I said, your father didn't write the Bible. See, when you come, that's why the Bible says, when a man is in Christ, he is what? Yes, everything changes. You know, a man, a man, a man uh, uh, got married and, and he was, um, he was um, doing dishes. He was um, uh, uh, sweeping the house. His people came and said, uh, uh, what is the meaning of, uh, yes. They gave you wife so that you can go and be resting. Eh? But do you know what I always tell men who, 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 who talk like that? Don't forget what Genesis said. Let us find him a what? Oh, help. And the day the help arrived, the man said, hallelujah. <laughs> you know? So it's important for you and I to follow the word of God. Vatican love means following what god is saying it doesn't matter what the culture says it doesn't matter what the tradition says follow what god is uh. do you know i tell christians the reason why we are christians is that we follow what god is saying and that's a culture in itself that's our culture the bible the word of god okay it's important to look at how God views this vertical love. Because in, in Revelations chapter 2 verse 4, what did the reason Lord say to the Ephesian church? Nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your what? First love. 
Okay? A man told me a story that said after, after he got married, after he got married, he and his wife, they used to call each other at least five times before they walk in there. They walk in different places, but they will be called, nah, how are you? Nah, how are you? They'll just be calling, 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 calling. But why did they come to see me? They haven't called for months. <laughs> You see, that's why vertical love is important. Something may have happened, you may have gotten disaffectioned, but if you have vertical love, you will continue to call out of what? Obedience to God, yes. That's why vertical love steadies horizontal love. You know, if you do not understand vertical love, you will not be able to have a stable horizontal love. No. You know, when I got married, my, my wife was in Ife. I told people, see, first love, everybody knows what first love is. I used to finish work in Lagos here at 8 o'clock. I would drive to Ife. I would get to Ife around 11, 12. I would leave Ife 5 a.m. to come and work in Lagos at 8. They call it love, one tinti, one tinti. <laughs> first love. And that's what God was saying to the Ephesians. You have lost your... Yes, that enthusiasm, that passion is no longer there. So longer there. That zeal to do what God is saying is no longer there. And God is monitoring it. That's why he wrote to the Ephesians. You've lost it, you've lost it. Before, I remember, after you got saved, when they told you this is what God wants, you just threw everything away. But now they tell you this is what God is saying. You say, well, let us look at it uh, properly. Eh? You see, once you begin to argue with the word of God, you've lost your first love. You've lost your first love. And that's why it's very important for, for, for you and I, you know, to, to, to understand this. And don't forget that vertical love it's actually a response. That's why many people cannot understand it because they haven't really understood what brought it about. First John chapter 4, 19, what did it say? It says, we love him because what? He first loved us, yes. Yes, that's why those who don't understand what transpired on Calvary's cross, they cannot understand why people are so loyal to God. In their lives. And, and why they obey God no matter the cost. In all their relationships, they do what God is saying. No matter the cost. Personal. So it's important that you and I, if your horizontal love is not working, the repair must start when you go to Calvary. And you see Jesus hanging there on the cross in agony. And then you see the love, the blood dropping. And what is that blood writing on the ground? That four-letter word. L-O-V-E. That's why people crush at the cross. We go there, all your resistance falls. All your rebellion against the word of God falls because said Jesus went to Calvary. He didn't have to go. The only reason he went is so that I and God can be what? Reconciled. And that's why the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.14, the love of Christ compels me. 
Okay? The Bible says in 1 John 4.10, This is love, not that we loved God, but that what? He loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Now, let me go quickly to horizontal love. Come with me to 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is what? Yes. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, verse 11 says, if God so loved us, we also ought to what? Love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. Verse 13, by this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent the son as savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Verse 16, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Now, wonderful. But you see, you have to have something that will drive you to love people. And that something is in verse 17. I want you to pay very close attention to verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on what day? What is the foundation of that boldness? Because as he is, so are we in this world. Now, can you imagine after worshiping in God's favorite house, attending night vigils, prayer meetings, then the day you die, you are marching majestically to the gate of heaven. They say, what is your name? You say, Okereko They check, Okereko Karafo, not found. He said, what's the problem? No love. He said, love gives confidence on the day of judgment. He said, if you, if you lived in love, the day you die, you will be confident. I walked this earth in love. He said, love gives confidence. He said, a lot of people don't realize it. They think you can get your... He said, no, they, they're keeping record of everything. He said, this is the confidence we have on the day of judgment. Because as Jesus was when he was here, so are we. How was he? They're nailing him, oh, Abi. They're nailing him. And what is he saying? Father, eh, 
For they don't know. Okay. So, you ask your husband, I want to go to London. Say, no money. Say, okay. No money, no food. When you get home, don't call me, oh. Don't call me, oh. You start your own war. Okay? You see, the reason why people who understand love don't do that is because they want to do it the way Jesus said. That's why the Bible said, keeping your eye on Jesus. Yes. They are nailing him. It is paining him. But he found space to say, Father, do what? They don't understand. And that's why you see, people who love, they take a lot. They suffer pain, injustice, people unfair to them. But it doesn't stop them. Why doesn't it stop them? Because they want to be like who? Yes, he said, as he is. As he is, so am I. I must love like him. Now, somebody is saying, how can a man love like Jesus? It is impossible. It is impossible. How can a man love like Jesus? You and I must understand how we can love like Jesus. Because you see, if it is not possible, they would have asked us to do it. Now come with me to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. The apostle says, I bow my knees before the Lord God Almighty. Verse 16 says that he may strengthen you with what? Might. You know what might is? That is that inner strength that enables you to do this thing that everybody says is what? Impossible. Yes. Inner strength. Strengthen you with might by his spirit in the inner man. Now look at the next statement in verse 17. That Christ may dwell where? By what? That is it. That is the secret to loving like that. So, so, I have a challenge in my love. I speak to the Jesus who lives where? Inside. What do you want me to Yes, and whatever he asks me to do, that is how I respond. So do you know that in the end, love, horizontal love, the, the translation of it is obedience. Horizontal love translates to obedience. Because you see, I may not like what you have done. I may be feeling angry in my heart, but I still do what Jesus says. Here is a preacher's story. Is brother John and his wife. Every time they come home in the evening, there's no food. Okay, no food. The woman says, I'm walking, you are walking. So it's, it's, if, I, if I don't have any food, you should learn. Uh, you should understand now. So every day he's going to buy Mr. Big, sometimes Mr. Small. Yes, you know. So, one day he came home and the woman said, there's no food. And he said to himself, I'm going to teach this woman. Uh, yes, he needs to be taught a lesson. He said, I'm going to buy for myself. I'm going to buy for our two children. She will go hungry. 
tonight. Mm. So he went to Mr. Small and bought three portions. And then he was going. And the Spirit of God whispered to him, I hope you know who won't eat tonight, too. I hope you know who will not eat tonight. He said, yes, my wife. He said, no, it's you. This one is for your wife. This one is for your children. You have decided to fast. Eh? So he turned around again. <laughs> he went and bought a fourth one. Then you see, he came home. And his wife was there. Ah, you are such a darling. Ooh, you are wonderful. He's not looking excited. <laughs> He said, I wish you know the truth. <laughs> you see, that's, that's why when, when, we, when we obey God, he makes us look good. Okay, look at now. That, Mr., that brother is looking very good. Everybody that saw what he did will say, this is a very wonderful. Uh, but you didn't know the rebellion. Uh, yes. Yes. That, that, is, that is what God does for us. He, because, because he's speaking to us, because he's directing us, he is making us look good. That's, what, that's why when we say, what you are seeing is not my goodness. It is the goodness of who? Christ, yes. It's the goodness of Christ. Because he's telling me what to do. I'm, I am fighting, screaming, but you don't see that too. You know, Somebody can come and say something to you. And inside they say, this man is a very stupid man. He must be a very silly man. He I said, you must. I stop. Why did I stop? Because the spirit said, you cannot. Uh, yes. I, but what I say is, uh, you are a wonderful man. God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Very wonderful brother. <laughs> now, he, God has made me look what? Very good. Yes. This is the wonder of vertical love, controlling horizontal love. You see, because I honor God in my life, he is, he is polishing my image. You know, polishing my image. And people are, people are thinking I'm wonderful. And I know I'm not. I know, yes, I'm not deceived. I know I'm not. If the Holy Spirit stops, everything uh, collapses. Yes. yes. And that's why you and I must understand we must understand, okay? And this love has content. It has content. And we're going to look at this very briefly. We're going to look at this very briefly. First Corinthians twelve thirty-one. Earnestly desire the bad gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And what is that more excellent way? It's the way of love. Chapter 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become what? Sounding brass or a clanging symbol. Now, now, what is that saying? You know, because he's talking about people. What matters? What matters? If a man came here, you know, and he was full of tongues and interpretation and, and, and the revelational gifts, he says, oh, Sister, can you stand? You come from uh, Adekiti. You went to Queen's College. And you're just nodding, nodding, nodding. When he gets down, 
Everybody will be following him. Now, can you tell me about uh, my own? <laughs> the Bible said, if I can do that, you know, I have such revelational gifts. I can tell everybody everything they need to know. But if I don't have love, say, I'm a noisemaker. Says, I'm just making noise. You see? So, so it's important for you and I to understand this. That the, the centrality of the gospel is about love. And the next thing he says, if I have gifts of prophecy, I understand all mysteries, all knowledge, and I have all faith that I can move uh, mountains, but I have not love, I am what? Nothing. You know, you know the faith that moves mountains? There's quite a few of them in the Bible. The Bible says that Joshua was fighting the Amalekites and fighting them, and they were running away. And what did he say? Son, stand still. So even if I can do that, and the son stood still, he said, I'm still nothing if I don't have a... Yes. What is the Bible telling us in these scriptures? Know what your priority must uh, be. Yes, know what your priority must be. It's not about spiritual gym, gym, gym. No, it's about the revelation of love. It's about the revelation of love. Do you know that there are people in church, they are quarreling with some people for five years. A woman and her husband came to my office. They were quarreling. I asked them, all these things you are saying, when did it happen? This one said 10 years. This one said, no, it's eight years. Yes. There, there are people in church. There are people. A woman said to me, my husband, if you upset him, he will be grunting like a pig. What do you want to eat? Huh? Mm. Huh? Mm. He said, he'll be grunting like that for six months. <laughs> you know? A lot of people are just, they don't understand what our calling is. The beauty of our life is that we understand the love of God. And everywhere we go, we are showing love to people. All our family, everybody is happy and rejoicing because we have learned to love. God has taught us how to love people, you know, to bend over backwards, to sacrifice like we were talking about yesterday. So that they will be happy. So that they will rejoice. I said, I said, um, I said to a man and his wife. You see, the, 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 the true test, the true test of your relationship is that your wife is saying, I'm so happy. Married to you. And your husband is saying, I am so lucky. Married to you. Yes. And they're not saying it because they just want to be polite. They're saying it because they know it's what? It's true. It is true. It is true. I've had a man say that. I don't know where I would have been if I didn't marry my wife. Yes, I've had a man say that. And it's because of the care. It's because of the quality of the love. It's, it's because of the quality of the sacrifice. And that is the challenge that God is calling us to. He said, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. You know, that there is a sacrifice that, that um, doesn't have love. 
he says, somebody, you want to give me food. You put it there. I said, I hear you are calling me. Yes. You know, that thing there, that thing. You know, that, that thing there. <laughs> Even the way you present it. Can I sit on the table? No, don't sit on the table. Go and sit uh, on the floor there. That's, that's, that's some contempt, even in the sacrifice. That's, that's, that's the way you, 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 you do things for people that, 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 that uh, ah, they, they can't even breathe again, you know. Somebody came to you last Sunday, said, yeah, please, oh, my child needs school fees. I need 20,000. Give him 20,000. Then he came to this church this morning. He didn't greet you. See now. He didn't greet me. Okay, don't worry now. Sebi, you will soon need another... 20,000. So because you've given them 20,000, anywhere you go, Oga, hey, 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 everywhere we see you must come and kneel down. You know? No, it's when you love people. When you love people the way Jesus did, you know, like he did for that um, uh, uh, man on the pool of Bethesda. Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Oya, carry your bed and there. Uh, it took the blind man. Follow me. He took him to a corner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Continue. Don't go back there. Continue. To bless people and, and, and make sure that they retain their dignity and self-respect. That you have, you have, not, uh, you have not now turned them into, into some ridicule. You know, see that, see that brother? Hey. You know, we have a saying in our place that if you borrow loincloth to go to a village dance, you cannot jump up. Oh. <laughs> you cannot jump up. Because if you jump up and the dad say, Hey, Mama Eliza, welcome are you. Slow, slow, Mama Eliza. Mama Eliza will slow before. <laughs> then they will say, ah, Why is she slow? Ah, she wants to tear my clothes. <laughs> now, very quickly. The, 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 the Bible now begins, begins to define the content of that horizontal love. He said, love is what? Patient. You know? You know what patience is? They say, that's why they say, if you don't have patience, you can't love people. There are many people who, by the time they are caught in, they've seen some traits, you know, in their spouse. And what they're saying to themselves anyway, when we marry, she, he or she will. Uh... And I always tell them, oh, people change in marriage, oh, but don't expect them to change any time uh, at all. Oh. Do you know why? They have been like that. Say that you married at 30 or 28 or 25. They've been like that for 25 years. And the mother loves him very much or loves her very much. And they haven't asked them to change you. <laughs> you know, they haven't asked them to change. And then you come and meet them and say, you have been loving this person for so long, let me now take over from you. So the person said, okay, you have taken me over to now love me. Say, but first of all, you must... Uh, I said, the people who were loving me before, they didn't ask me to... Yes. And that's why we say to young people, say, if you cannot love them the way they are, leave them. Uh, 
Leave them alone. No, they're not going to change anytime soon. <laughs> you know. And there are so many things in, 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 in a relationship, as, as we will see in the next service. You know, so many things in a relationship that if we do not have patience, we'll be very miserable. You know, very, very miserable. And that patience, you see, the way it works is it works both ways. You see, it's, it's, it's the law of sowing and uh, reaping. Okay, you, 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 you snore. So when we go to bed, I have to use earplugs so I can uh, sleep. But you see, I too, I have my own fault. So you give me room and I give you a... Uh, yes. Because people who love each other are very patient with each other. And that's why, you see, you and your spouse may be very happy together. Somebody comes to your house and finds that you are the one who went to the kitchen to get food. And they're like, uh-uh. so what are you happy about? Uh-uh. When I heard that you're happy, I thought that uh, you're really a king. On your... And I'm finding you uh, sweeping and cleaning and you're happy. Hey, what type of happiness is this? So you see, what they don't know is that you and your wife love each other. And you have given each other room to, to grow. Room. See, people who love you, they give you... Yes, in fact, they don't give you tight room. They give you large room so that you can be free, free, free. That's what love is all about. And that's why the Bible said love is very patient. Yes. And then love is kind, kind. We may not have time to go through all of this, but many people need to understand kindness. You know, you know kindness is a tool of friendship. Without kindness, you see, that's why they said people who are kind, they are not short of friends. They are not short of friends. Kindness means that I'm always feeling for you, reacting to your needs without solicitation. In other words, you didn't have to ask me before I brought you an apple because I know you like it. You didn't have to ask me. Before I bought you that drink, because I know you like it. You didn't have to ask me. And you know, there is nothing as wonderful as having a need that you have not voiced out and somebody appears with it. Ah! It is a blessing. It is a blessing. You know? And once you see that thing presented to you, your face lights up. Immediately. However sad you are before, you start to smile. You start to smile. You see, and that's why the Bible says, those who are not thoughtful, they can't love you. Or those who only think about uh, themselves. Yes, they can't love. And you see, the reason why God brought us into church is to show us how to love. So that when we go out and we are loving, people are asking us, where are you learning this thing? My wife and I, we need to go and... Uh, yes, we need to go and learn it. My wife and I visited um, a family. And they really were showing a lot of love. You know? But you know, my wife and I, we are still at a low uh, 
level. How were they showing it? They were eating with one spoon. Mm, this one would take rice, <laughs> darling. And then you would draw spoon. This one would take, darling. You know, so, so if eating food is a whole process. <laughs> I told my wife, uh, we have not reached this level. <laughs> Let us just be managing ourselves. <laughs> A lady, a lady told me, a lady told me a story uh, um, some weeks ago. He said um, a friend visited, a family friend visited them at, at dinner time. So after the grace, she got up and then she dished food um, for her husband, and then she dished for herself, you know. And then her husband uh, finished what he was given, and he said, "Oh, I think I need another helping." And then the lady got up again. Then the visitor said, sit down. Uh-uh. Doesn't he have a... Eh? Is he a baby? <laughs> and then she told her, I will never bring my husband here. He will learn bad things. <laughs> you see, some people may see how you and your wife are loving each other. They grow jealous. Mm. And they will be coming to advise you. You're spoiling him. You're spoiling her. That's what one of my staff said. I asked him, I said, do you, do you clean the house? He said, yes. Do you, do you wash plates? He said, yes. Do you do laundry? He said, yes. Do you bath the baby? He said, yes. Do you clean, clean poo-poo? He said, oh, Igbe, I don't do Igbe. He said, even the one I'm doing, the neighbors, the wives in the compound, you see, the block of flats, they're coming to me. You're spoiling her. You're spoiling her. You know, uh uh-uh, you're doing all this and you're spoiling her. I told him, he said, what they really want to tell you is, can you come and talk to my... uh?" (laughs) You see, people will not come to us unless we have the love of God to show. By the time we start showing the love, they they will be coming. God will be sending them to you for counseling. Because they have seen that you and your spouse, you have understood the love of God. And that is not just church. You are not just going to church and doing as you like. No, that the love of Christ has totally transformed your life. And that's why Jesus said, by this shall all men know That you are what? My disciples. If you have love one for another. Now, now, we we bring this to a close because of our time. But there is is one thing that I need to mention more. It says love is not proud. Love is not proud. You know? You know, without humility, you can't love people. Without humility, you can't love people. Because everybody needs humility to serve. You need humility to serve. That's what Jesus taught us. The Bible says after dinner, he removed his dress, put on the towel, and started to wash the disciples' feet. Yes. Yes. Jesus taught us serving people. When you love people, you serve them. You know, in the world, when you you love people, they serve you. 
But Jesus taught us, when you love people, you serve them. You serve them. That's what Jesus taught us. So you see, the gospel of love revealed by Christ is revolutionary. It's revolutionary. It's contrary to anything that the world is practicing. And that's why he said, when you and I show that love, people will be coming because they need it in their lives. You see, they need it. Everybody needs it. Oh, if they have a, if they have a, a, a physical need, they can, they can go to hospital. If they have financial need, they can go to the bank. But if they have these personal needs, there is nowhere they are selling it to buy. Because it's something that needs them to be changed in their lives. And they need to find somebody credible who is living it. That's the challenge. And so God is challenging us. Vertical and horizontal love. We must practice it. And if you understand vertical love, then you can give horizontal love. Now don't forget Hebrews. Romans tells us that horizontal love is a debt. Oh no man, anything but what? It's a debt that is never discharged. It's never discharged. In other words, you cannot say, I have finished paying it. No. Oh no man, anything but love. He said, because anyone who loves has fulfilled all the law. Now, before we close, Everyone has to answer for himself. Do I understand the love of God? Is my family experiencing the love of God through me? You see, do your own self-assessment. So that by the time you get home today, your spouse should be able to say, My husband or wife is now truly born. Ah. Before, he had religion. Now he's now born again. Yes. Because you see, the way way he's now treating me is different. Because of the fear of God in his heart. Because the love of God is shed abroad in his heart. God is calling us. To walk in love. Because on the day of judgment, after born again, if you don't present your certificate of love, you can't enter. He said, love gives us confidence on the day of judgment. So if nothing else inspires you to to show love everywhere you go, remember that one day you are going to what? Die. Yes. He said, the only thing that gives us confidence is love. We were loving and sharing the love of Christ everywhere we go. And so on the day of our departure, we are confident that Jesus, who is eternal love, he will receive us. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Bow your head and let us pray. Everybody needs a driving incentive to walk in love. And if you have been walking in hatred, unforgiveness, bitterness, all kinds of evil in your heart, now ask the Holy Spirit to purge your heart. I cannot be going around with a heart that is full of all this evil. 
Have you been deceiving your spouse, saying one thing and doing another? Committing illegal, illicit sins in, that they don't know about? It doesn't matter if they don't know about what you are doing. But there is a God in heaven who is seeing everything. So this is the time to repent. This is the time to repent. This is the time to repent. It is not about religion. It's about lives that have been transformed by the love of God. That are so transparent, so honest. Horizontal love is also practiced in the office. All this corruption is because of lack of love. Have you been practicing corruption? Then you don't love your neighbor. You don't love your neighbor. If you're holding his check, you won't pay him until he bribes you. You don't have love. If you won't sign their paper because they, because they haven't bribed you, then you don't have love. There is love everywhere. There is love everywhere. Horizontal love. In our dealings with one another, you have genuine love. Oh God, anybody that comes this, to this office now, they will get everything they need to get because my heart is now filled with love. My heart is now filled with love. I will no longer be a part of this corruption because now I love people. I cannot watch them suffer. I cannot watch them be denied. No more, no more. My heart is now filled with love. God is looking for men and women who understand love so that the world can be changed because of them. That's the calling. You and I must show that we truly love people by serving them, by walking in integrity and honesty before God and man. That's what the love of Christ is. Someone is repenting here today. Someone is repenting and saying, Lord, forgive me. I have never really understood love this way. I've always thought about love as a physical expression. But now you have shown me the responsibility of love. That everywhere I go, I must show love. I must show care. I must show compassion. I must show mercy. Everyone, to anyone, everyone. Someone is saying, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. I will not do this again. From today, my heart will be filled with love. And if you are that someone, I want to pray with you. Wherever you are, you are praying in your heart and saying, Jesus, forgive me. Purge me. Renew your spirit in my heart. Instill the fear of God in my life so that the fear of God will keep me walking in love everywhere I go. Someone is praying and if you're that someone, I want to pray with you. Just raise your hand wherever you are. If you're that someone, raise your hand. Someone is praying. Is there someone praying here today? I want to pray with you. Is there someone praying? Is there someone praying? Is there someone praying? Yes? If you are praying, I want you to please come. Let us pray together. If you are praying, stand and come. Let us pray together. Because of time, quickly. Is there anyone coming? Anyone coming? Okay, shall we stand? Let there be love shared among us. Let there be love in our hearts.
moment and talk to God. Lord, I am going to go back to my world and walk in your love. And everyone around me will know truly that your love has melted my heart. This is the more excellent way. This is the way we have been called to live. To show the love of God to all around us. That their lives may be transformed. That we may show patience, kindness, humility. That we may trust them and, and walk in trust and faith. In Jesus' name we pray. I can hear you. Amen. Okay, put your right hand on your chest as we pray. I want you to say with me, Oh Lord my God, in the name of Jesus, may your Holy Spirit shed your love abroad in my heart that by the power of your Holy Spirit, I will walk in love all the days of my life. Oh, yeah, say that prayer very quickly. Say it, say it, say it. It is the love of God that we give to the world. Not our own love. It's the love of God. That's what we give to the world. In Jesus' name we pray. I can hear you. Amen. Father, look upon us with compassion. May your spirit renew our vertical love in the name of Jesus Christ. And may your spirit shed your love abroad so we can give to others. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord our God. May your Holy Spirit help us to so walk that those who need love all around us will find comfort and peace through what you are doing in us and through us. May your church arise to walk in love. May this church be known for their love. Thank you, O Lord our God. We worship your majesty. For in Jesus' name we pray. And all the people said...